And what's that you're reading? Karl Marx. Surely you're not a communist. Do I have to be a communist to read Karl Marx? That's a valid answer. Well, if you're not a communist, what are you? Nothing. Nothing? I dislike all forms of governments 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 of governments. Hi and welcome to Desert Island Punks. I'm Jake and I play in punk rock band Sunline and this is the second of a few special episodes I've done with Danny Rascal from Fetus Idea where we talk about their albums, how they made them, where they were as a band at a time, uh, stories of tours and shows and go through track by track discussing the lyrics, writing process and loads more. This week we talked about their 2016 album on TNS Records, Increasing the Minimum Rage. We hung out over Zoom and had loads of fun dissecting the album and hanging out. Um, I've also added a reading list of the books and documentaries that Danny mentions throughout in the description of the podcast, as well as a timeline of the songs and when we talk about them, uh, and links to where you can find Fetus Idea and find the album on Spotify and vinyl. Uh, I really hope you enjoy it. Um, if you enjoyed what you've heard from Desert Island Punks so far, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Desert Island Punks, and you can subscribe to the podcast and rate it on whatever platform you enjoy. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast. Yeah, um, so <laughs> I uh, I had a big on big long listen today about it. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that must have been enjoyable for you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I did. I had, to, um, I had to go back and listen to it as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, I bet you did. To be honest, it's a bit like I mean, I suppose it's a bit closer for you though, isn't it? Because it's only like four years ago now. But then yeah, I suppose recording yeah, yeah. was probably what five years ago. Writing was like, probably more. Yeah. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them. Uh, Circle and Drain was done in. Well, Jack Jackie P done a demo for the MIDI demo for that in 2013. Because I've got us. 2013. <laughs> yeah, after he joined in March 2013, and that was done in September. That's how long it took to fucking write this album. Like, I suppose it is. I mean, even as somebody who writes albums, like it is still weird to think that you know, for something that might you know, 2017, 2018, for something that is technically still your kind of like new album to all your yeah. like like fans or people that listen to you or whatever yeah. and all your friends and stuff it's like still that music is like four years old at that point oh yeah 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 and like and obviously 20 between 2013 and 2016 we done we were doing a lot of touring we were doing yeah mm. we went to went to russia went around europe quite a few times and stuff so it was like loads of shit was going on and that was yeah we worked it into the set we'd been playing it and that but yeah it took took a fucking took a while to get through to it yeah but i'm I getting like because because our songs are like political as well like some of them are on topics and by the time i actually get around the recording i'm like i'm gonna have to change some of this because it's no longer fucking relevant. <laughs> yeah well it's <laughs> like without this... quick news moves now yeah i suppose it's like like i've noticed a few bands now have to change certain lyrics because you know tony tony blair's not in anymore tony... or like, do you know <laughs> yeah, what yeah. i mean like is that is, you know george bush is is not the fucking <laughs> president anymore do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's been quite a few years do you remember do you remember when he was like we ripped the piss out of him we we're like oh there can't be anyone worse than him yeah like, i know how <laughs> mad is that Halcyon days of that like, <laughs> yeah. we were just like what an idiot i can't believe how what an idiot he is and it's just like oh jesus we had no idea how bad things but were it's almost get. as if like everyone because i mean like i know with like donald trump uh people are still you know like fighting against donald trump and stuff like that but yeah, it almost yeah. feels like a lot of people gave up you know like george bush it was like we can fight this, you know, like he's still yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's still kind of attainable to fight. But then when he gets yeah. to like somebody like, 
fucking Trump is like almost so stupid that it's like yeah. I think I think the do? thing the thing with him in particular it's not well it is him he's a fucking you know but like it, it's more the like the normalization of just complete untruth which has always been there that's what you know everything is made on in it is sort of propaganda and all that but like when there's just absolute such disregard for truth that like that's the damaging because what the fuck comes after there's no good just it's fine you can go oh we'll get rid of him it's fine but the, the damage is done at this point like yeah, there's exactly, whole yeah. sections now of people that would just will not face any i mean look at america they're literally all you have to do is put on a fucking mask and they refuse to do it because it's become a political issue because they just will not believe I the just, science of it yeah i and don't get the in and out of that like why are people so adamantly against it it's not exactly like because it's become politicized isn't it they see yeah. it as fucking liberal bullshit and so it's, i mean everything gets politicized but it is yeah it's that that's what worries me with him i, I like i read a bit into um Russia and stuff. There's a book called Nothing is True and Everything is Possible, which again, speaking of getting stuff out quickly, I wrote a song called that and then that's Enter Shikari's new album as well. Is it really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. good. But the book about, but the book is really good. It's, uh, I can't remember the guy's name offhand, but it's, I think his parents were Russian and escaped the Soviet Union. So he was born in London, but he went back in the 90s or early 2000s to work in Russian television. And it was all about his experience of obviously the Kremlin just ran everything. And it was talking about Russia yeah. after the fall of Soviet communism to the nineties. And he just said it was a complete gangster country, like where everyone was, that's where the billionaires have come from. Do you know what I mean? They just snatched all the natural sort of yeah. monopolies and that. And um, yeah, it was interesting. I can't remember the guy's name. It's up on that shelf somewhere. <laughs> it is, um, but yeah, he, uh, but yeah, and he just done another one called this is not propaganda. And, and that's more about, um, I think I've seen that stuff. kind of, that's really good. It's about. got a unicorn on the front. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Really, really good book. And it's about um, it's about Russian troll farms, but it's not just that. It's about the manipulation of stuff and different states meddling with different states. It's just, yeah, he's a really good writer. I, I, Pete, it's Peter something. Pete, oh, look so it up. I've got, yeah, I've got a yeah. laptop at my fingers. Oh, yeah. Type in um, nothing is true and everything is possible. All right. Peter. Uh, Don't, because that probably <laughs> come up with Edna Shikari now. <laughs> uh, Peter. Oh, man. Uh, Peter... It's, it's a Russian name, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Pomerantsev. Pomerantsev. Yeah, that's it. I've put you on the spot. I completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Russian yeah, name. that's where you're like... going to bastardize this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I I read it how it how it looks, but that doesn't yeah. mean that's how it's that, pronounced. That will not be the same in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend yeah both his books. They're really good. But yeah, I think that's what like. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I've looked enough into whether Trump's ties to Russia, but I think there's a lot going on there with him where it's like they've worked out now, and you see it with the Tories as well. You, you don't even have to even pretend something's true at this point. You just say it, and people, and you, they get the reaction they want. People kick off, and that sort of drives clicks and it drives all the anger and all that, and that's all that they really want anyway. Yeah. And I mean, like, it I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting because I think as much as, like, you know, as like two, two lefties, chatting away like it i do see it even on my like own like facebook feeds and stuff like that oh, you know people that are part of you know the same sort of beliefs oh, as, you we know, are us. just as bad here. Yeah. we are none of us are immune to this at all even people like you know 99 agree with their views we are all just as bad at it and we're being played and it's difficult it's, as well because even if you look up you know because i took quite a bit of like if i'm sharing something i really try and like look up to see yeah. before i share it whether yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. true but i mean even the other sources, you know, a secondary source, second, third, whatever, they doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> like, so it's the, really like hard to find This is an interesting out. thing we've started at this point because I was going to say on this album. So this jumping from like when I was right when we were when I was writing this is about lyrics, like from twenty sort of 
10 to like 2016. 2016 was a big year in terms of my thinking of everything. And it was because Brexit, Trump, and then the hypernormalization documentary come out, which like just massively affected me. It made me look at things differently. And I think like, it, it just, the Brexit and Trump, because it just came out of such left field to me, I suddenly I was, and well, it, it didn't, it didn't. Like Brexit was less because I'm surrounded by people that voted for Brexit. I'm not in any kind of bubble. I'm a very much a minority where I am in terms of my beliefs and stuff. And, well, so, and you're sort of like at, like location uh, when I'm at work, not yeah. yeah location, not like my friends, obviously, <laughs> but like yeah. um, <laughs> but like you know where, where I work, where I live is rural Norfolk and stuff. So that it didn't necessarily come as a shock, but it was still like it was weird to see it happening in real time. That kind of thing where like I'd speak to people and they voted for it, and some of them did literally tell me they just voted it because it was on that bus of like you know we'll get more money for the NHS. They don't, they didn't think any deeper of it it wasn't a big thing to them and i was like holy shit like this is a world changing event and so many of these people and i'm not saying like i think brexit was interesting because for me like you were saying that was not a left right divide there was a strong left-wing argument as to why you should not be pro-eu um in terms of it's i mean it's called fortress europe do you know what i mean like the reason we get to travel across them borders is because they let fucking people drown in the mediterranean sea do you know what i mean the eu Mm can be fucking brutal. It's not a hippie drum circle that people were making out. And it really, it did, it did kind of, I don't know, it made me, it, it made me feel a bit, I was a bit like, oh, everyone's just like really, really pro-EU. And I was a bit like, this isn't one of those situations. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the lesser of two evils here. Like, it I became remain, a very, yeah, it became a very yeah, black was, and white. So it's of like course, sort of, yeah. But, and it was people that I thought like, I thought would know better that I would understand. Like the EU is not left wing necessarily. Do you know what I mean? It's a neoliberal trading block that came together to trade to, you know, and, and yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I just saw a lot of people, like you were saying, like, I was thinking you, I agree with, I agree with the way you're voting, but I don't think you understand this situation. No, not I've, saying I've, I'm an expert in it at all, but like, I really was like, it's a really complicated I, situation it's to like, look into. Yeah. And like, you just shouting at everyone. I, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 yeah. 2016 was a very weird year in terms of like my thinking on stuff. And I, I just think that to like understand things. 2016 is still like, well, that's four years ago. And that's when we were talking about Brexit. And yeah. it's, it's still, it's still, like still fucking, ongoing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I remember at the time thinking like, hoping that, like, you know, uh, hopefully Brexit will never happen or whatever. Mm. Like, um, of course. Yeah. And then like, you know, even as probably as, as soon, recent as like two years ago, maybe I still thought that there's a good chance that it might not actually happen. Yeah. I don't know if I was just being like super optimistic or whatever, but like, I mean, we've still it got that, that to come. Thing. <laughs> Because for me personally, I don't, you know, I don't want it to happen. And like, you know, I, I have friends that are Europeans in like at the hospital where I go. So like for, you know, I, my friends I see all the time, not just people we meet touring and that. They're like, mm. some of them have left now because they didn't feel well. It was fucking horrible. Really? We like had direct race. Yeah, we had a few days after just old people coming in, just being fucking horrible to anyone not British. Do you know what I mean? Like in their faces, it was fucking because, yeah, it was. It I was think shit, that's almost like a good enough a reason within itself, you know, to to oh, yeah. stay in the EU is because it does breed sort of like a hatred and breed like amongst absolutely yeah. amongst people not, gives people like a, a like what they think is a legit reason to be racist and horrible racist and, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah look don't get me wrong I, I would prefer that we we were staying in and yeah, like sure. I think I think there are great things about the EU I'm not saying it's all evil but like um, yeah it was just I don't know it was a yeah it was a shit <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny we're talking about it as well because you have there's one song on the album called Echo Chamber. 
Like, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. just like, it's all tying in, man. It's all tying in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right. Yeah. So should we um, should we start, start where we start? <laughs> yeah. Should we start where we started last time? Uh, who did the artwork for this? All Dismay Designs from America, who has now done everything since then, and I would imagine will do probably everything going forward as well. Because yeah, it's great. I, know, I just really love his his stuff. Um, yeah, he he's awesome. He's done yeah all the all the latest designs. I think we had a couple. Jack, Jackie P's Ouroboros uh, screen printing was out the back of a tattoo studio for a bit, so we had a couple of designs that like some of the tattooists had just sort of knocked out and that, which was cool. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, for anything major, I think we're probably sticking with Dismay. He's he's awesome, Luke. He's really um, good, like because um, it's kind of distinctive, but yet not all super similar, which is like yeah, quite a, quite yeah, a hard we really kind of mix. It. And that, like the pink of the vi- pink's like a hot hot deep pink is like my my favorite color and that vinyl is like that's my favorite color i think it's an awesome looking design yeah. in that i've got it downstairs um, actually i was going to bring it up for yeah, references yeah. but i forgot <laughs> so i'll go get it in a minute but, but yeah, i was at a yeah, hot was, deep that, pink hot deep pink <laughs> i think I re- when i was younger i think i was reading a clash book it was written by the roadie the class and they said they painted all their uh uh touring but like flight cases and that hot pink because i think it was somebody with rockabilly and i was like yeah that looks cool so i used to have two Two base cabs that were hot pink, and then I had uh, <laughs> covered my head in leopard print. They look cool as fuck. Like <laughs> Cadillac. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So like, then that's like a what's it like a? It's kind of hard to describe off the top of my head. I'm gonna get a picture of the thing up. So I want to. It's I want to say a pig, isn't it, on the front? Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, a pig head businessman. It's not like the most original of ideas in the world, but it's uh, we. Just, Thought, yeah, I just thought it looked cool. Like we, st- I don't, I can't remember why we started on the the pun names. Do you know what I mean? Like the play yeah. on the word names, but we're sort of like, well, we have got to continue this now. That's the thing. I really so, like um, the name. It's fucking yeah, lame. it's cool, isn't it? We've got like we had. A f- I can't remember what the others other ones were, but we had. Um, yeah, we had a few, and then yeah, this was this was our favourite one. Um, and yeah, so is it like is it is it like uh, a like a lyric from a song, or is it just something? No, that you had? no, no. It's just a. I think I can't I can't I can't remember who come up with it. it was either, I think it was either me or Bobble, but I we had we were just keeping lists as we were going along, you know, like keeping mm. ideas and then um yeah, that's that's the one we ended up on. So yeah, it was quite good. And it sort of fitted the time of that. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was uh, a lot going on in twenty sixteen. I, I think <laughs> as well, I was in like a lot of people, especially of our age as well, like yeah. things like uh, minimum wage is such a it's such a, a big thing. And I, I know that I've course, had loads, yeah. of, loads of lyrics about it as well, but it's like, I think it's so easy to forget that like, you know, it's, it's minimum wage. It's like the minimum you're the like minimum legally you're required. Pay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, is that, so that's like li- the minimum you can live off. Do you know what I mean? It's it, just like it is mad. Then, well, that's the difference, isn't it? Is that the minimum is what they're willing to pay you. They would literally pay you less if they could, but yeah. they're required by law to do it. But then, but the minimum wage just doesn't match the living wage. And then the Tories, again, ties in with the Trump thing of just saying something, called something the living wage, which didn't match the living wage. They just and you're like, rebranded right. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking weird. But yeah, I, I was, by this point, I was five years into a pay freeze, so uh, I was pretty fucking raging. Bitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, no, I mean, now I'm 11, so... <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, and then didn't they just recently... I mean, I, I'm, I'm not... Sorry, I always forget what your actual like job title is. But, um, like, they've just turned down or voted out a 
rise for NHS workers, haven't they? Oh, yeah, oh, almost certainly. I don't yeah. even pay attention anymore. I just know that we're not going to get fuck all from this government. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, but it's, you've got loads of claps, so it's okay. Yeah, I mean, as soon as anywhere starts accepting them, we'll fucking go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fucking, it's like, <laughs> buying one on me. <laughs> no longer long our tours are going to be when I can pay for fuel in claps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so where where was this one recorded? Because it's quite a different, uh, yeah. it's quite different yeah. recording style, isn't it? It's uh, so it was Jerry, Jerry uh, who done uh, Civil Disobedience by Cap Down, does mm-hmm. all the King Prawn stuff. Uh, he was awesome. He basically, I can't remember, we got put in contact with him, but he was suggested. He, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm up for it." So we were like, "Well, fucking hell, yeah, we'll definitely go to him." And I mean, like, it turns out, King he, of the Studio, <laughs> yeah. His studio was an hour away from me and an hour away from Norwich. It was sort of in between everyone. Um, it was it, it was in an old barn. I got asthma and it, I just remember not being able to breathe through most of this recording. <laughs> it was like a really old, damp barn. Yeah. And like, if I sat in there for a few days, I was just like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't breathe now. <laughs> So, so how did you get then. in? How did you get in touch with them then? Did you just... I can't... Like... I think it was when the Owl Sanctuary was going and Dan was because obviously he was in with cap down and i think he just knew jerry and then jerry moved into the area like moved to norfolk because jerry tours as well a lot so he was on uh, you know out and about all the time so yeah he moved he moved to norfolk and then yeah just sort of went from there i think that was it it was menshevik uh which were a norwich band which was dan and then steve from vanilla pod and stuff yeah they recorded with him yeah and then and then yeah and then we just yeah got put in contact and he was up for it so we were like well fuck yeah we'll go Go to the guy who done like cap down and fucking yeah. that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, That's um, great. But yeah, so he yeah, it was in a barn in I can't remember where the actual barn is, some like small village. Um but yeah, it was fucking awesome. He's a great producer. He's like really small guy, Dutch guy, and uh yeah, he just loves smoking weed and dub music and just puts loads of <laughs> It weird sounds fucking huge. Yeah, what, like and, it and, sounds and massive. It was, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? And it was um mastered by Mass, who done he does like anti flag and fucking everyone in America, and mm. uh, yeah, he mastered it, which which added another layer to it because that it do, yeah, it's like when when we got the masters back, I was like, fucking hell, we sound like an actual band now, <laughs> like this yeah. is fucking this is decent. I do know that feeling though, a bit like you know, when he comes back, and you're like, this sounds like a song that I oh, would God. listen to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can show people this now, <laughs> I have to explain that we recorded it for nothing. <laughs> But yeah, like, so it was, yeah, done by Jerry, and it was yeah, it was a great experience. It was just like um, yeah, because it was so close to home. Same as the last time, we just got to go in. You do like in parts, bit by bit, yeah. And um, he's really into like weird, out, not weird out, but like Melvins and that kind of really big, distorted like yeah. guitar sound. I think some of the some of the songs Jackie P played a baritone guitar. Um, oh, cool! Was like, yeah, on the heavy. I know he did on Corporation that kind of big intro on that. That's a Barry guitar, and then like he just got to play around with loads of old vintage amps and stuff. So that was that was fucking cool. That is one of the most fun uh, things about going into a studio when you like you got all the gear that you can play around with that you can never afford yourself. It's just like yeah, like oh go, I'll use this amp or I'll use this guitar that I was expecting to ever. Yeah, tried. definitely. And as well, like Jerry once a year used to do a thing. I can't remember what he called it. It was something like. Uh, psychedelic birthday freak out and every on his birthday he just invite all his musician mates and everyone just get hammered and play like weird shit do you know what i mean like weird <laughs> effects theremins and that and um 
yeah so he he was very much that kind of person <laughs> and uh yeah so we, we had to call and also little down had bought a baritone sax by this point so that's why there's a lot more bass in the uh in the brass section of this by the time we got to this album <laughs> yeah i just yeah. noticed like how especially like the guitar sounds really fucking big throughout the whole yeah. thing yeah um, yeah it's great which it? is quite um, like which is not really a trait of guitars in scar and reggae is it you know like no. kind of i mean to be. yeah they're not a, a major part of of scar reggae hugely it's it's um yeah it's more to add the sort of the skank yeah yeah which is, it sounds fucking awesome so um yeah like it must have been like yeah like you say it must be kind of fun to play around with like dub ideas and yeah well that was it it was stuff. just like we added all that sort of stuff towards the end and it was just uh very much get in the studio get jerry high and then uh add loads of dub noises he had like a little dub station like dub <laughs> siren and it was just like yep Add that weird noise on that laser over that. that yeah, I did notice the laser. I can't remember which song it was in, but I noticed. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I it like, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, for, "Circling the Drain" was the first song on the album, yeah. the first single, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was about. So, "Circling the Drain." It's more of an American phrase, but it's about. Um, I heard it from George Carlin stand up. It's when when someone's dying, uh, you know, and they can't do anything for them. They say it's, it's said they're circling the drain sort of yeah. thing. So it's about that. And I thought like it tied in well with sort of Tory slowly privatizing bits of the NHS, which is like, I know this is an absolute minor thing, but one of my one of my jobs I had to do was like delivery out of like all the all, everything that came in sort of delivered to us in lorries. We'd have to sort out and deliver to all the departments, wards or whatever. And I was, when I started, it was just, there was one NHS delivery system and that was it. And one lorry came. And then towards the end, we got no extra staff. We had no extra help. We had no extra room. But because they'd outsourced all these different fucking sections, we'd have three separate lorries that were half full turning up. It just made, it was a massively minor thing in the in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, it but it's like, all those like little things. This is fucking shit. Like, why are we doing this? There's three lorries turning up here, none of which are full anymore. Also, their fucking mates can make a bit more money. But yeah, anyway, so it was about, it, that's what it was about, was uh, selling off the NHS. And we had, uh, actually, this has got the, the organ on this is done by Vic from the Slackers. Because uh, oh, yeah, when yeah. we recorded that at the Owl Sanctuary, they were on tour and they come over and he, um, yeah, that was fucking, that was awesome. Because it was just, uh, he, Jack Brew had driven him on tour. So he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, come play on it. And you just, it's like just watching him play. You were like, what the fuck? I don't even know. Musically, this sounds fucking amazing. I have no idea what he's doing here. Like, I don't <laughs> know what he's physically doing, but this sounds fucking brilliant. <laughs> There's so many weird bits that he was just going, oh yeah, just put this like over that bit. Put this over that bit. And it was just like, yeah. That I was, suppose I mean, he's been cool doing it for years, though, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, he's like... You know, they're a band uh, that have been going for a long time. and it's Probably like, 30 years slackers. And they must be, like, I think early like 90s, when they, I think. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, yeah. That was that was very fucking cool. I remember like we were all sat there with him watching him, and I could feel like we were having to, Bubble gets very excited, so we we're having to like calm him down. I could feel him vibrating <laughs> next to me. He's going, "This is really cool. This is really." I was like, "Bubble, just be be cool. Just calm down." <laughs> such a such a pure soul is Bubble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I had Vic on the uh, on the organ, which was very cool. Uh, very nice of him to do. That. And we had Sean Howe from Random Hand play the organ on the rest of it, which is very oh, cool really? as well. But um, yeah, he's not. He's not Vic. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't that, think he'd say he was Vic. Like, oh no, God no! Like, we were a, very grateful to Sean to do it. And he'd done a great job. Like all the organ sounds great, but it was just like watching Vic play play keyboard was just like fucking hell. <laughs> Especially like that's kind of cool because it's 
I mean, I think it's something you see bands do that are like like a lot like bigger than us, probably. Where it's like, yeah. um, you know, when there's there's sort of like little other people playing on it, and there's somebody, you know, you've got a producer that has done this, and you've got you know the the yeah, mixing definitely. person. And this, this album feels very much like that. You know, you've got the person who did cap down and then you got uh the person to mix it who was doing like anti-flag was he in yeah he was in a band called squirt gun squirt gun right? yeah, yeah yeah on lookout records yeah yeah um yeah, yeah he's, he's been really sound as well um so yeah yeah it was cool it's kind of nice to have all these like people that are sort of tied into the scene kind of helping out in a way yeah definitely yeah yeah and, and yeah everyone we met this whole thing was really lovely as well which is always always nice isn't it always always <laughs> a plus a yeah <laughs> Didn't um, meet any twats, actually. <laughs> <laughs> For once. Um, so this starts off with the um, starts off a sample as well, doesn't it? Um, What's that circling? Oh yeah, that's from. It's a Charlie Chaplin film. I got like I I can't remember how did I first hear of Charlie Chaplin. Well, I knew who Charlie Chaplin was, but I didn't realise he was quite as political as he is. He was a bit of an anarchist and stuff. He. Um, Oh, that was it. Mark Steele. Mark Steele, the comedian, done a load of lectures on different historical people. And he'd done one on Charlie Chaplin. And then I looked into Charlie Chaplin. He's had, he had a mad life. I think he was born in a workhouse. And um, yeah, he's an interesting guy anyway, Charlie yeah. Chaplin. And um, this is, that's, that's Charlie Chaplin talking to his son who's acting in the film. And uh, oh, cool. it's, I think it's King for a Day, I think it's called, or King of New York, something like that. Because he did like um, a lot of talkies as well, didn't he? Like, yeah, he's he like well known for doing silent stuff. And then... Well known silent stuff, yeah. And all his stuff was very political as well and very mm. much about like, um, mainly like helping sort of poor people, but it was sort of, there was anti-racist stuff in there as well. And like, you know, yeah, it was, it was quite a far lefty and stuff but um so yeah so that that's the sample from that i just thought it was a very cool way to start an album yeah it's a really um, cool sample <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, uh, yeah just that like i despise all forms of government I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um did you have you heard that thing about how he uh entered a charlie chaplin lookalike competition and came like what, <laughs> what charlie chaplin did? yeah he did excellent yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Without makeup and he was he was an odd looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really seen it to be oh, honest. Oh yeah, without a lot of makeup and stuff, he looked yeah he was a bit. He could could, look, could be suggested he looked a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> could be suggested. <laughs> Has been uttered <laughs> <laughs> by me. <laughs> yeah. So then but, um, um, you did yeah, this. So the, and you did a video for this as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good because uh, security guard at the hospital. That that's shot in the hospital I work at. But, oh really? Um, cool. And so is cocktails. It's in the same room, but at the other end. <laughs> um, everything there was again blagged for no budget. And it looks James, fucking great. I know James really did a really good. He knew the actor as well, the guy, and that's my cousin that gets killed in it. And then uh, the, Jamie knew the the actor guy, and uh, yeah, it was shot shot at the hospital. Um, and yeah, 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 it just it came out really well because uh, I, I, I don't know as well that this, before the sample that br- the whole album is an Ouroboros which I don't know if anyone's ever picked up on. No, I didn't be, pick up on that. Yeah, so there's stu- if you listen to the end of Tightrope, as it fades out, the brass are playing the riff and it fades out and then it fades in at the start. And it, we wanted, I, I don't even know if we did end up doing this, but we wanted to get it mastered. You can get it mastered where the end of an album, even if you don't have it on repeat, the end of a CD, we just start playing one again. And we wanted to get it mastered to do that. Oh, but I cool. don't know if we ever did that. I, if someone has the CD, try that. I don't know if it works. Have you have you seen on like records where you know like the run out? Um, yeah, run yeah. out groove. You can get that so it just plays like constantly plays a tune. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Can you? Yeah, that would have been that would have been kind of perfect for this sort of thing. That would yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, like just yeah. kind of just goes like yeah, or whatever. There's a thing as well. I don't know if I can't remember what it's called. There's a word for it, but that you used to be able to on some CDs, some CD players, you could record. Uh, rewind before the first track so when the first track starts playing you can rewind and there's different sections in the start of some CDs and there's a I list know, of them I on Wikipedia I've, I think I've seen that before and just got really confused like, yeah, I was just yeah. Like... Uh, Losing Streak by Less Than Jake has it but there's loads there's loads of uh, loads of quite big albums have it as well but you can only yeah. do it on some CD players some wouldn't let you do it um, but yeah that's really cool, like um, yeah. because I was going to mention actually later on but there's quite a lot of like fading in out of yeah. a song going straight into the next song yeah um, yeah and i know that's not like super super easy to do especially if you're recording in parts yeah uh, well we we had this uh very much sort of planned in terms of order and stuff we had it planned and we knew it was going to go to vinyl as well so we sort of split it where we split it yeah um on purpose and that um but yeah so yeah, we 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 kn- we went in knowing that uh, what songs were going in what order, so that's why it fl- like you know yeah some f- flow into each so other. So then did when Jack was doing the drums, did he would he do like a drum take that then could yeah, go yeah, into yeah. the next one or kind of yeah. Like, yeah 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 we had that plan sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think what, cool. what the ones is so it's down pressure in it, and then uh, Ouroboros flows into Corporation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it, it does, was all yeah. it was all sort of planned like that, and we added. Yeah, added, added it as we went along, and yeah, cool. we had to just sort of do all the beats. <laughs> I remember um, so in uni, I had to do a project like the first time we went to uni, which was like 2009 or something, 2009, yeah. 2010. And uh, like we were looking at doing a sort of, we were like recording an EP and we wanted to do it so it like flowed into each other like it does on the Skimps debut album. Uh, you know, like Live, Breathe, Build, Believe. All right, cool. Um, it, everything, like the whole thing flows. And um, uh, my mate Rich, our old guitarist, he got in touch with Peter Miles and asked him how he did it. And they were just yeah. like, oh, they're just really good musicians. They just did it all in one take. <laughs> we <was> just like, <laughs> bastards. Cool, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that is not what we want to do here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to know the way we can do it. Not like <laughs> yeah. how the good people do it. <laughs> It was really funny though because it was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not an option for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, because I always, I always really liked that sort of thing as well. But I mean, it can mean that it's quite difficult when cutting. You know, if you're trying to cut a single or something. But like, yeah, and if someone's sort of trying to play your your song at like a club night or something like you know yeah, between yeah. bands or something. I know the Skint's first album was very much like that. It sounds fucking awesome, but it was like you know, yeah, you had fade outs and fade ins from different songs and. Uh, Sounds yeah. fucking great on the album, but then when you play a single song, when it comes off on random or something, there's this just this weird noise at the start. Yeah, it's of like the a song. Cook. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's got. I think like yeah, I I still like albums. Do you know what I mean? I like yeah, uh, definitely. Obviously, listen to playlists and, and random songs and that. But I, I still think as a body of work, I think albums can be very cool. I think like a yeah. uh, there's like a bit of a movement where people are saying that the album... That, uh, people have been saying the album's dead for so long, and I just don't yeah. think it is. Like No. I th- it, it's just different now, isn't it? I don't think it's dead, and I don't think it'll ever fully die, but it's... Yeah, it's just different, isn't it? I think... I suppose yeah, maybe for, like, sort of main, mainstream stuff, it makes more sense to just release single after single after single, maybe. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it do- in terms of building a profile and all that stuff, yeah, it makes way more sense to every every three to four months 
maybe six months, put out a single, put out a video and just keep doing that. And then when yeah. you've got enough, press it to... But the trouble is for bands like us, the only way you're going to make money is if you can sell something physical in it, really. We're, we're not going to yeah, As we discussed before, we're not going to make money off fucking Spotify. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, we need nope. something to sell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people are trying to always say that they're dead, but I just don't think they are. And it's, there's so many bands that I love... Where it's like you can create an idea and you can create like a sort of theme over an album. You know, like this album f- sounds so like different to Voice yeah, of Truth. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, and there is definitely like a, an idea behind it. And like you said, like with, I mean, it's cool that it's like the whole thing's in the Ouroboros as well. I mean, it's like you don't, you wouldn't do that with like, you can release five singles over two years. You're unlikely exactly. to make them all merge into one, are you? That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be fucking odd if you had a fade out of one song. <laughs> yeah, and just the wait. The next one six, six months, months later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I suppose that goes quite handily into cocktails because that even, even the second video works basically as almost. Yeah, so the, all three videos are meant to sort of tie in um, together. This this whole video was um, based on a German film called The Educators that Bob's. I don't know where Bob's first heard it. But he brought it to everyone, and this. Um, yeah, it's really. I won't. I won't spoil it. But it's a really good uh, film about sort of three uh, German sort of anti-capitalists, and they. Yeah, it's it's just a really good film. It's called The Educators, and it's spelt with a K. And it's um, so I won't ruin it if I say this. But esen- essentially, what they do is break into rich people's houses, and they don't take anything, but they like sort of stack their stuff up and then just leave them notes like you have too much money or like. You know, <laughs> sort yourself out and um, so that's what we sort of based we were just like yeah that's cool so we uh yeah based this video to be honest we always have these big ideas with videos and i'm just not sure many people fucking notice like i don't know anyway. man like i think it's um i don't uh, like because i was watching them and i like there's definitely like a theme throughout both of them Do you, like yeah and i think yeah, that yeah. is cool because it's like so many i mean like it's making videos is hard especially on a budget like it's especially hard, like yeah, yeah. It's big ideas hard. and shit like on yeah, a budget that's why like the stomp new one we we had some ideas for it but it was just like we that's not gonna work unless we start hiring actors and you know well, i was gonna ask if you actually like. hired the actors for this but i mean it's a uh, like no well i mean yeah i think we gave him some beer and like paid his fee. essentially what you do with bands it was like yeah. we'll feed <laughs> you give you beer and give you make him a chili <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah the rest of them are just uh just our mates and that yeah because um, well, he's great the the main actor like but yeah, i was kind of yeah, wondering how, you, like, how, how you're gonna in, pitch like, it to him. stuff yeah just, like, like, <laughs> we left that to jamie jamie was like yeah i know we went so i think i can't i think it was me sarah and jack went to the pub to meet jamie to discuss the ideas and like do you know like plan what we wanted and uh we come up with all these ideas and then it was like right okay now now we got the ideas how are we going to do this <laughs> very very cheap <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah jamie was just like yeah it's quite like it as so i was like we need we need a uh, a very uh snotty looking businessman who's <laughs> gonna kill a patient <laughs> do you yeah, want to be him you look like you'd be great yeah, for yeah. the role <laughs> <laughs> you look like you'd smother someone to death with a pillow do you want to come do that <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. So that was that was very cool, and it, I I just remember it being stressful trying to do that video. It's just a fucking nightmare. Like, I think it's tough, isn't just, it? Yeah. Like having to do it within people within time limits, you know. And it's like time, you don't have, and to like, have a much of a budget or anything. If like you don't that. have budget, you can't rent like a really cool space. Do you know what I mean? You've just got to roll with what you've got, and then like for doing live shots. So that was our that the place we done the live shots was our lock. We had we. 
I'm not sure the whole thing was perfectly legal, but we gave someone £60 a month and we shared this lock-up unit with a load of bands in Norwich. That All the live stuff for both Circling and that, again, is the same room. We just done it at the other end. And, um, <laughs> yeah, cool. but, but But since then, it's, like, it's hard trying to find space where you can set up a, a full band wide enough that you can then get a camera in and sort of pan yeah, shots definitely. and stuff. The look, the, the looks cool. Do you know what I mean? You could do that in a practice room, but it looks a bit shit, doesn't it? Well, you can um, also do it in like I suppose you could do it in a venue, but it's just like, I mean, yeah. But like again, like venues, weird, is get, it? yeah, it's kind of like well, it's just it's a bit done, I suppose nowadays. I mean, I, you yeah. can understand like whenever people bring out uh, videos like that, I'm always like, I totally understand why. Do you know, like, yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah um, it's not like, a knock on anything. It's just. No. Trying to do something interesting with very limited budget. <laughs> yeah, which be, is just the case difficult. for all bands practically, isn't it? Until you get yeah. to a certain point and then it's... And just like, like videos are massively important in terms of revenue, right, in terms of sort of uh, promotion, but they don't actually bring money. Well, you, I know you can put ads on your YouTube and stuff, yeah. but like then you, it's not like a physical thing that people are going to pay for. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a fully promotional thing of video. So it's like you're <laughs> literally just paying this money for nothing in return. Yeah, you're, you're not going to see any like immediate return on you. No, like, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, yeah, we've managed to blag it so far. <laughs> see, I think, I, I, don't know, I think, I suppose it's probably getting easier in a way. Like, because te- yeah. technology is getting better and more accessible. I remember the first cheaper. time I saw all the videos with like the, the Voice of Trees and one, I was, it was the first time I'd seen HD. This was obviously 2012. I hadn't seen hd before and i just remember looking at like fucking it was the first time i seen a gopro as well and i was like fucking hell this is like yeah <laughs> i was like this is this is mad this is like a proper video i didn't yeah, expect yeah. it to look this good yeah i know like now it's just become normalized like yeah gopros is standard you can fucking do it i, I look the jamie who done um i think he said he shot a wedding on a phone like he was just i can do so much shit now on yeah. my f- count, phone i know camera. quite a lot of people have done stuff on like iphones now yeah, because um, I, I, I was speaking to someone in the shop. I can't, I can't remember the exact numbers, but like it was something like, oh, this, this camera's eight megapixels, this one's 16, but the human eye can only see up to like 10 or, so, or like eight. And I was like, what the fuck? Would... And obviously it's for like <laughs> when you need to get into Photoshop and you, uh, you, know, yeah, you can yeah, edit yeah. better. But I was like, well, I'm only going to look at it on a phone screen, aren't I? If my human eye can't see any clearer, why would I pay more for this fucking thing? Well, your human eye might just yeah, be yeah. eight megapixels. <laughs> Get a bionic eye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about time. <laughs> um, cool. So, shall we move on to down pressure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is actually quite a big one. I was looking at your top songs on Spotify. Seems to be yeah, it's up there, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, this one's done all right. This was sort of yeah. I think this was the I I just. I've, n- I've never had any major sort of mental health problems or anything, but I did. I used to get angry a lot. And for no, I'm, I'm, well, it could be. I'm currently going through. Well, before this, I was currently going through the process of um, getting diagnosed with, potentially with ADHD. Um, okay. Uh, long weird story, but that where, uh, my older stepbrother has Asperger's. When he was getting his diagnosis, when he was like seven, I was at the child psychologist with uh, with him, and then apparently the child psychologist told my mum to get me checked for ADHD and she sort of never did. I don't know I don't know why. I think she'd been a single mum and that and it was the early 90s. I think it was probably stigma and stuff. She didn't want me to have... I don't know I don't know why she didn't, but she didn't. And then, um, I don't know, I'd never thought much about it, but I I don't know. I, I was reading something last year and I was like... And it, loads, loads of stuff come up and I was like, oh, that looks similar. And I wasn't going to diagnose myself online, obviously. Yeah, but then yeah. I spoke to my mum, found out that I never knew that that had happened. 
And I was like, ah, oh, that would explain a lot. And then I started, yeah, so I've gone to the doctors, but then obviously all this has kicked off, so I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah, I, I, I suppose, yeah, because it's, it's proper put a span in the works for a lot of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I've, I, like, I've just never, never been able to focus sort of ever. I never could sit down and do, I can't write like uh, in terms of like just sitting down and focusing on anything. I find it really, really hard. Um, and always have done so um, so yeah so it's, I'm, I'm just currently going through that but yeah so this song's sort of about I just used to get not not violently angry but just used to, I just have a short sort of temper for no real fucking reason like kind so of like more like frustration thing, I suppose isn't it like, yeah sometimes and I didn't it's sort of gotten better as I've gotten older and I'm better at dealing with it but um, but yeah it's, I bet I'm, you'd be a scary man angry <laughs> 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 I have been, yeah, I mean, I have been violent, but I'm not, I, I don't generally start. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think you've got, I think it's your eyes. I think I have, a, yeah, I've cracked eyes. The, uh, that happens a lot. That happens so much to me, particularly on the mainland. People just think I'm on drugs all the time. And I'm like, oh, really? I have to be, yeah, constantly. So a guy in Holland once went to me, oh, you look, you look like a chemical brother. And I went, he's our mate now, but he was like, oh, you look like a chemical brother. And I thought he meant like the DJs. And then, uh, yeah. And, and then, I didn't think much of it. And we were sat at the bar and then he dropped a massive bag of speed in my lap. And I was like, oh, you thought uh, I was fucking <laughs> amphetamines. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, and then just randomly people just come up to me and were like, oh, look, at you look like you're having fun. I'm like, no, that's my, I'm driving. Yeah, like, that's I'm, my I'm face. Absolutely, that's like, not having what fun. I look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank you. That's really kind of you. <laughs> but like, I get, I get, people think I'm angry all the time just because I have a really big brow. So no matter what I'm doing, I always feel <laughs> I like I'm frowning. That, yeah. <laughs> So I always look like I'm my frowning. Brow. Yeah. <laughs> so What's I get this. <laughs> exactly. Like my brow is so so big that like I didn't realise that most people can't see their brow. So it's like if I go like this, my vision oh, decreases yeah, can, yeah. by like <laughs> by like, you know, a centimeter or something like that. I've got like I've got this is my vision. I mean obviously it's hard on a podcast, but then it, it yeah, yeah, yeah. by like a third it goes down if I frown. <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 yeah. That's not that. Normal, I know. I, I consider myself slightly, you know, like, uh, but people have better vision than me because I have to suffer with this third vision gone out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I actually don't think that at all. But like, I just think it's it's the amount of people that think I'm grumpy. Like, even I can be having like the best day at work and something, and people go like. Oh, you look. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? You know, you okay? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, fine. No, my normal face, but thank <laughs> yeah. you. For <laughs> Thanks for pointing out my face. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. do, uh, do you have anything else you want to add? No. <laughs> do you know? Just a song about being angry. <laughs> but, <laughs> this um, has got a no, sample yeah. in it as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, that was uh, again. I just I can't I can't remember where we found this. It was it was on YouTube and. Uh, there's that whole the whole rant is funny as fuck because it is like I you know I know I know China isn't strictly communist or whatever especially not anymore and all that but it is like it is funny to listen to because it is just like yeah this is fucking ridiculous do you know what I mean like you're telling everyone capitalism is this brilliant system and everyone in the fucking world owes China a load of money <laughs> and like China was China was the thing that saved the world in 2008 do you know this is a little factoid for you mm, do you know China poured more concrete between 2009 and 2012 than America did from 1900 to the year 2000 because of how much they built after the Great Recession. Fuck they just hell. went fucking mad and built. So there's like the ghost cities in China. There's They've built a mini Paris. I don't know if you know this. So they've got a mini Eiffel Tower. There's all these sort of cities as they're preparing for everyone to come out the agricultural you know, uh, villages in China. They're preparing for urbanization. They've just built 
fuck loads of cities. And they, yeah, they poured more concrete in three years than America did from a, in a hundred. Imagine what America looked like in 1900 to what it does in 2000. Yeah, yeah. Massive fucking cities there. And yeah, China poured more concrete in that time. It was fucking mad. Yeah, that so, what, so, like every, so that just mean there's like a lot of like sort of empty cities, essentially. Yeah, it's full, they're called ghost cities. You can you can find them online, and it's, it's they're preparing oh, for when people do. But at the minute, no one, well, very few people live in them. They're sparsely populated. But it meant that like after the recession, anyone that supplied China with raw materials like Australia and Chile and stuff uh, just came out of the recession fine because they were just pumping fucking as much as they could get to China yeah. as quickly as possible. Oh man, I just had yeah. a quick Google and. Kind of eerie. Oh, it's eerie. Yeah. eerie as fuck. And yeah, they've built mini London. They've built mini uh, Paris. And it's, it's quite bizarre, to be honest. But yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting thing to look at. But yeah. Oh, yeah, um, shit. There's like a Paris. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, isn't it? Mini Eiffel Tower. Well, I don't even know if it's mini. It could be the it's, same It doesn't look that mini. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, cool. uh, that's, a, that's a rabbit hole yeah, to get into that, later. I just that when I'm trying to quote. sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that whole quote was just yeah funny. It just just how angry he gets it. It just ends with a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I, was, I, I kind of uh, it feels a bit more sort of classic ska than a lot of your other mm. stuff. I think this song as well. I think that would be because this was the one of the songs that I wrote. <laughs> like Jackie P <laughs> wrote musically most of this album on Garage Band and sort of sent songs through randomly and that. And yeah. uh, he'd be like, oh, this is an idea I got. And uh, then I'd put words to it. And this was one I wrote. So that's why it sounds a lot sort of, not softer, but it's, yeah, it's a lot more just straight up sort of scar tune. Yeah, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that is probably through the backing vocals, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, Jackie P and Bobble can harmonise pretty well, which is handy because yeah. as you can hear, I'm, I'm not the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've never heard your... your uh, I'd go as far as say I just shout loudly. <laughs> but, yeah. Just ranting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just me being angry with my crackhead eyes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Jackie P and Bob are good at harmonising. They can do little two-part harmonies and stuff. And now we've got uh, Dave as well, the new trumpet player. We can do three-part. So um, oh, yeah, cool. pretty good. Yeah, like I think that does make quite a big difference as well, isn't it? Because it's like I think it's the sort of thing that when you're uh, starting off as a musician, you don't really ever think about doing harmonies. Oh, I certainly didn't. I was a fucking in a punk band. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. shout really loudly and played really fast. And that we'll just like... um, we'll just sing the exact same melody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the exact you, same uh, register. If you want to change it? Just shout louder. That's what you yeah. need to do. Um, yeah, like I don't know, but yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think most bands you see a sort of progression. And I've seen bands get like almost criticised for it. You know, it's in like, oh, you never used to do that, and now you do it. It's like, yeah, it's like you sold out. I think like, it's always, always the way though, isn't it? If you you have to, it's that balancing act. You have to change something because otherwise you're just putting out the same album every year. And then, but then, do you change? Do you try something too artistic, like you know, too out yeah. there artistically, and then everyone turns on you or? It's, a, it's like a fine line, isn't it? Because I kind of always think it's really funny. It's uh, with with like bands. It's like Iron Maiden or like yeah, like Metallica. You know, the minute they do something that's not Iron Maiden, people get pissed <laughs> off about it. You know, and it's, it's like it's like what is everyone just seemingly wants the same yeah, Iron, yeah. Mountain, Iron Maiden album? <laughs> like, I, you know, I, remember, I think I read something with Angus Young from ACDC once, and he was like, oh. People always tell us that we just wrote nine albums of the same thing. And he was like, and it really pissed me off because we wrote ten albums of the same <laughs> yeah. thing. You know, <laughs> it's like I think it's because they're kind of in the know, but it's like 
And then people criticise them because they've done the same thing. It's just like, people just love criticising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> you can't a, please everyone. It's so a fine line. Like, even with bands that are like, I, I mean, I don't know how much into like, metal you are and things. But like, if you like look into bands like Opeth, it's like they changed quite gradually over time and now are quite different to what they were to begin with. But people, there are still people that are not happy about that. Yeah. What, like, why? Because they've changed. Yeah, basically, like, you know, they've probably, they've had... Six, five six albums now without any like death metal vocals on it and right. people still whenever they release a song going like it's not as good when you had death metal vocals on it you know it's like and it's been like I, 15 years <laughs> like, i know fuck all about opeth other than when i done my drive my driving instructor was a metalhead from norwich <laughs> who played a, the guitar in a band called sinister cloth cat and he used strong to strong name oh yeah yeah and he used to turn up and he'd let me put whatever we want on and we just have like this battle so he'd put on like some weird death metal then i'd put on like I can't remember, like the specials. Then he, I think we, we met in the middle at Leftover Crack, but he was like, yeah, some <laughs> of this is all right, but that fucking shit jangly guitar's a bit wank. So like, <laughs> if they dropped that, they'd be better. <laughs> I just find metal such a funny, like I quite like a lot of metal, but like, yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I mean, maybe that's just because I don't know it as well Metalheads anymore. are quite elitist, aren't they? In yeah, terms, but they are like, really elitist. I, but I think, yeah. I'd like, what well, I was saying, I, I think it might not be as bad as it used to be, but like, I don't know if that's just because I don't keep up with it do you know like I, i'm not yeah, embedded yeah, yeah. into that culture so i don't know but like yeah. i remember when i was a fan became you know like i was always quite on the edge you know like as in like i liked bits but i didn't like it all but i do remember yeah, sure, a yeah, lot yeah. of people being like if it's not metal it sucks <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's what i mean like I, i've got friends that sort of metalheads and stuff and you're like oh yeah you you hate anything that isn't like, like live and breathe it, up don't and, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, punks can be like that, but I, I feel like punk's gotten better over the years. I remember punk being like that when I was younger, but I think it's gotten better over the years. I, yeah, I think so as well. I mean, I think punk's quite a broad spectrum nowadays as well, isn't it? So, Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, there's all the offshoots, isn't there? So, Yeah, I think people yeah, used to be like a bit, I don't know, I, I think... It's like funny if you speak to like my parents, like they think yeah. when I say punk, they, they think Sex Pistols. That's it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, Everything standard, else is. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyday else isn't punk, it's just, I don't know, well, I didn't even know what they'd called it. It was like rock, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> What's your yeah, rock angry. group? <laughs> <laughs> what are we on now? So we're, were, we on, were we on Echo Chamber? Uh, yeah, so this song, I don't really have much. So this song, cool. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie P wrote this song and then hates this song, so we don't play this song <laughs> anymore even though it's like in, i think he's in the top 10 of our songs but uh yeah. on spotify but um he just hates it i think he wrote it and then i don't think it came out how he wanted and then when it was bit he was just like oh. i think i think in his mind it, it sounds too much like a third wave scar song oh uh, right so, so it's not something that he so he's yeah. just like no nope, i hate it so, but, um, yeah, I, so put up on, it. I put up on twitter a while back and i was like what song as a, as bands so like what of your songs yeah, do you yeah. hate playing live like, yeah. have you got any of them that you like? Uh, to be honest, we play roughly the same set. But um, yeah, I, I know Jackie P particularly didn't like this song. And then I didn't mind it. But yeah, we we, we played it live for a bit. And then it, it was a weird live song because it was, I don't know, it's just a very standard sort of song. So it, it, it never sort of jumped. Out. It was never bad, but it never jumped out either. So it was like, okay, well, it's sort of... I like, think it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Because like... we dislike playing. Yeah, because I, I think sometimes it's like... We just dis- we, we didn't uh, we dislike playing a few stuff, but like I think I'll tell you what we do. So t- cocktails and Ouroboros off this album, great songs, 
and actually two that we've done videos for. The problem we have is because they have two guitar parts, they have sort of guitar riffs as well as rhythm. What we've found that's hard is because we've only got one guitarist, it can be hard to do them live. So we've tried like sometimes little Dan will do the lead guitar part on the sax and stuff like that. And those songs generally don't go down as well live as I think they should, purely because when the guitar has to drop out to do the thing, you lose that scar rhythm. Yeah, and then sure. it's sort of that weird... Yeah, it, it, if, we, if we had two guitars, I think they'd go down better. That's the only... Like, we enjoy playing them, but they never sound quite right because of that, because we don't have the full yeah. instrument. And it'd be, we'd love as well to get some kind of organ player, uh, you know, like a keys player, but we, it's never... We haven't put a load of effort in, but we've not like, yeah, we haven't sort of come across anyone that could basically do it and tour and actually was up for it. Yeah, I think keys yeah. would would fit in quite well, as in like it Definitely, would, yeah. it would work for it. that sort of space. You know what I mean? Because it's like Definitely, you say, yeah. it's the scar thing, isn't it? Of like having the sort of rhythm. That's it. When Jackie P sort of drops out to do a lead riff, you've you've only Jane got. Well, sometimes the brass will drop on to add the offbeats, but it yeah, it ne it never hits quite right. If an organ would fit or another guitar, that would be perfect. Yeah. So. If anyone's listening that <laughs> plays keys well and we'd be up for touring, get There's in probably, contact. Probably plenty of people that would like doing that. Yeah, yeah, um, that'd be great. It's just yeah, like, yeah, I suppose like you say, it's like kind of getting hold of people that are uh, like a keen and also like available as well. Uh, imagine. Available, and you have to get on as well, don't you? Yeah, I couldn't that's the tour with someone that's a dickhead. It's, like, <laughs> it's hard. That's like somebody, like who's, somebody who's listening going like, oh, 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 I can't do it then. Yeah. <laughs> no dickheads. Oh, for fuck's sake. Let's help me back. Oh, yet again, <laughs> being a dickhead didn't pay off. <laughs> but it is that thing in it. It's like, oh, we're, we're, like it, even with your best mates, it gets like tetchy when you've fucking been away for a while. Yeah, so, like, it can. It, yeah, it, It's very yeah. easy to... Like, I, uh, I did a tour a while back where I forgot my headphones. Yeah. Um, oh, and me. it was like long drives. Oh, you know what I mean? It's just like... Headphones are so key. Because <laughs> like, you don't get, like, you don't get that much down... I mean, you get downtime, but, like, you don't get that much alone time without, like, going for a walk or something. So you need to no, get on with all, everyone yeah. pretty well. And so that was fine. Yeah. But if you got your headphones, at least in the van, you can sort of escape a little bit, can't you? It's like, oh, yeah. Listen to this podcast oh, we like, Bob, Bob's is the most easygoing, laid-back person, but, like, we, we've, like, snapped at each other before for no reason no, no, it's no like it's nothing personal or anything but it's like you, you know you've sat in a fucking van for seven hours yeah. that day and then there's seven hours every day and like yeah you, you know you do you snap at each other it's not because it's not you don't love each other it's just because fucking you're in, you're like, you don't spend that much time with anybody else in your whole life when, <laughs> when we were in Russia we were there for two weeks and no one really spoke English the driver didn't speak English the tour managers did but like we were you know we, we were five people that the only people we could speak to were each other in a tiny transit van as well and yeah. like for two whole weeks it was like you know six seven days in we were getting really fucking weird like it was fucking bizarre because no one you couldn't speak to anyone everywhere every time you got something like we're most places on the mainland like you know people i know it's our folks we don't speak other languages but like most you know most people speak English, you see other people but it wasn't like that in russia like everyone was really friendly and spoke broken english but you couldn't have like, whole yeah, proper conversation. conversation. Yeah. It was, yeah, it got, that got intense. <laughs> so you were there for two weeks. Did you did you oh, tour the whole yeah. time? So like, yep. were you playing and shows every night? Every night, uh, one got shut down because Nazis threatened it, and um, and we <laughs> we were doing at least at minimum of six hours driving a day, and we barely covered fuck all. If you look on a map where we went, it looks minuscule, and like we sometimes we were doing 10, 11 hour drives, and it like we. It's so vast. Russia is massive. Were the um massive. like were the shows good? 
Yeah, mad. Like we when we landed, when we got there, we went to this mall first day. People were having photos with us because no one, no one fucking really went to Russia that that often. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, someone stopped us in a mall to have like a photo with us and stuff. And yeah, it was it was in, it was insane to be honest. Yeah, it was really I like, cool. And like, I know Random Hand went over as well, but I don't know many other bands mm. that have done it. Um, so like we we I think was it last it was something we we found out we had a load of sort of people liked us in Russia someone yeah. got in contact so we were like yeah but everyone we spoke to was just like most people do like Moscow St. Petersburg and come home and like long weekend or whatever and then everyone we spoke to was just we were like oh yeah yeah we're there for two weeks and they were like oh oh that's that's long that's really <laughs> long to be in Russia for <laughs> we were like Oh, okay. I thought nothing of it and just sort of went for it. And there were times when you were like, we were in somewhere rural and we were like, oh, if we if we die here, no no one knows where we are or even how to get to us. Yeah. We don't even know where we are. So I, we got, did we get offered one? I don't know if we got offered one. Somebody that, it was floated at one point to do like an Eastern European tour. And I That's can't, cool, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, it's a beautiful if, place, Eastern Europe, like loads of the Eastern European countries. Yeah, I mean, places. I'd absolutely love to have done it. And I can't remember if we got offered it or if it was just like something, you know, that was like mentioned or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I was speaking to the person that was talking about booking it and they were like, yeah, I mean, it can be pretty tough though. <laughs> they were like, it can be pretty dangerous. And I was just like, yeah, that's what you want to hear from the person that's like booking the shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we 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 played in Poland, and like the people that put us up in this squat were like, yeah, one of them had lost their teeth, like Nazis just beat them. Like, you know, like what happened to me and Jackie P when we got jumped in Russia, and yeah, I think I remember you saying that. It's like it's it's fucking serious, man. Like, like we we met friends who wanted one armed bandits, and like it, the guy, one of the the singer, he's quite a chubby guy in the photos we've got, but like he is built like a brick shit house now, and him and like forty of his mates are like anti for uh, football firm if you want and they just yeah. go to the moscow fc games that are full of nazis and there's like 40 of them in the stands just fighting every- and i was like this is fucking insane, no, like, insane. <laughs> madness um but yeah yeah i've always i've heard that you like you know um there's a lot of like especially like band like like probably like westerners getting yeah, like yeah. um yeah, getting stuff stolen and then like. Well, we, well, we, so we had. I, I was looking through my Russia tour notes the other day. I got, I found them on my notes on my phone, and like one of them specifically, we got told never to wander off. And I remember one gig, we were just walking down the street like you would after a gig, you know, it's boiling hot. Hmm. And we walked outside, and then these sharp skinheads like ran up to us and were like, "Yeah, don't like." They were joking. They were like, "Don't, don't wander off," and they were like joking. But like also they were going, oh, you know, there'll be bears out there. Don't don't go down there. Like don't wander off by yourself. But it was actually like, yeah, don't wander. Yeah, but don't do that. The the, the one time me and Jackie P did go off, we got attacked. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, fair fair play to them. They did try and protect us. Yeah, I don't know. Like Uh, I I would love to do it though. I mean, like I'm sure definitely uh, do because Russia's. I've heard it's an amazing place. It is, and everyone there was sound. Everyone we interacted with was sound. So I don't want to paint this picture of it being this horrible, violent place because it wasn't. So many, so many things were really, really nice, and people took us into their homes and like be like three in the morning, and their their nan had cooked us this feast. Everyone was so nice. So like I'm not in any way. They were lovely, lovely people, but you know there was that undercurrent of. But it's their history. It's it's the historical, you know, like their their history, isn't it? It's that it was a rough fucking time. They've had a, they've yeah. had a crazy last century. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been a mad time for that country. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, definitely go. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I'd yeah. love to. I mean, I, I don't know. 
thinking of currently of doing anything right now seems like yeah. almost yeah, the guy, way there's, there's a guy trying to get us to go out for like do Moscow St. Petersburg and I was like yeah and he was like yeah can you confirm for next June and I was like mate I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know what's coming. Like fucking, we're, we're technically think still locked down. I think well, we'll do it when yeah, we can. Just, but like, I think you should just say yes. Yeah, <laughs> just agree to everything mm. and fucking. Sort Why it out. not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, I kind of think that now. You know, like you may as well. To be fair, yes. I am. I am doing that to most things because I yeah. just. I don't know what's going to happen next by next October. And you know, right? it's like, like how? How do you plan anything at the minute? I no. Idea. Yeah, well, we just had to say yes to something that is actually next October. And we were like, yeah. You may as well <laughs> say, not? yeah. I mean, like, uh, worst yeah. the worst case scenario is you've got an awful lot of time to plan it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cool. So we'll move on to The World's Run Dry. Um, oh, yeah. Punk song. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, it's good. Oh, yeah. It's nice to go out of Echo Chamber into that. I Looking back, I would have liked to have written sort of a better chorus. Um, so, some, so Because cause of when this album was sort of written, it was like, G was just having a kid and we were just about to do a load of touring. So it was like, uh, sort of, we'd swap drummers midway through and G had like, you know, he'd been in it for fucking years. We were all really close mates and like, we were still mates anyway, but it was like, whack when we started, it was a group of friends that also played music because of yeah, sure. sort of just being about. And so like, that was a rough time sort of lo- losing G and stuff. So like a lot, some of this album, I, I particularly lyrically, I, I felt I'd rushed it a bit because it was like, oh, we've run it. We need to get this done and stuff. Yeah, need to get and it like, done I, th- I think Jackie B sent me this demo and I was like, yeah, this is a fucking real, like decent sort of hardcore sort of song. And then like, yeah, I don't know. I felt I could have done better on this one in terms of like... So this chords, isn't... So so Brew didn't do Oh yeah, Brew, Brew recorded all the drums on this. And um, yeah, it was, was really great. But it was sort of like half this album was sort of half written by the time Brew sort of stepped in and stuff. He mm-hmm. recorded it all, but like, so it was bang in the middle of sort of a transition, which is, is never ideal, particularly a drummer, because it's like backbone of your band. I actually, like, when I was listening to this song as well, I was like, this is quite different to sort of Bruce style. I was quite like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like oh, well, because, you know, like I was quite different to everything else he's done. I was like quite dynamic. Yeah. I was, it basically, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, Bruce is a great drummer. Um, he's a massive sort of scar scar kid though so he was like scar's definitely much more his thing but yeah he's a solid solid drummer yeah um and yeah 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 so like i really like this song but i feel like i could have done better on it <laughs> i think like, i think everyone thinks that about most of the stuff yeah. though, you? like you listen back and you're like oh, do it slightly different now or like yeah every now and then I, I suppose like i do occasionally listen back to stuff and i'm like oh that that looks banging like <laughs> i would have written that now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's loads of stuff on this album. I was like, fuck, not that I thought it was particularly amazing, but I was like, I genuinely don't remember writing that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, how did that, that? How did that come out of my head? <laughs> um, I, I also put it here was, um, I was wondering about how you go about working on like brass or stuff like this. For the, for the, this song where it's like far more punk oriented. Yeah, so like filaments were a massive inspiration for me when I was younger. And I think, I think everyone, but like I, I just, was really into them when I was sort of in my teens and I really liked that kind of fucking shouty in your face sort of nearly oi punk just yeah. aggressive punk but then like brass over the top I just thought like catchy brass was really good and then um yeah I can't I can't it would have been little Dan or Bob's that wrote this but we genuine generally some of them like Jackie Peer do like as I said like midi brass on on the carriage band <laughs> that's always the like, best midi brass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of um yeah, a lot of the time someone will come up with something. It would be yeah, and um, they'll just jam it out between them, sort of thing. 
And I remember specifically, this isn't on this album, but like with Stomp, that brass riff, which I, I'm still... I think it's fucking brilliant. Me, I remember me and Bo- I had the chords and I had the, you know, the verses and that. Me and Bob's were at my house and we're waiting for little Dan to finish work and get around. And me and Bob's were jamming some stuff. And he was like, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. And then uh, little Dan literally turned up. He's in his high-vis overalls and his fucking rigger boots on. <laughs> got his sax out. And we're like, this is what we got. And he was like, all right. Dun, dun, dun. And he was like, played that riff and we were like yeah that's fucking perfect he was like right brilliant and well, that's that done then yeah <laughs> like, oh, I see it. Like, <laughs> he turned up smashed that riff out in about three minutes and then was like right love tea now that'll be done then <laughs> but yeah so we're, we're brassing that it's happened loads of different ways Some, yeah sometimes it's Bob sometimes a little Dan and then they build on it and then now we've got Dave as well who's like He's got a degree in classical composition, so I imagine this new album is going to be pretty fucking intense. intense <laughs> I, really, I really hope it's like super out there. <laughs> we, we, yeah, me, Bob's, and Dave had a jam the other day, and I was like, fucking, like, don't get me wrong, Little Dan and Bob's are, are both great, but like, I was like, fucking hell, this is next it's coming, level. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just coming at it from a different angle, isn't it? It's going to make it, yeah, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be pushing them as well. I was wondering, yeah. like, what, um, like, do you ever, do you ever, like, think of, like, a, like a song and go, like, well, actually, this, we don't need brass in that or is it kind of quite difficult now because in a way yeah. like Bubble's such a, like an integral part to the band doesn't it like Little Dan and yeah, stuff like definitely. that so it's like and I think yeah we we I don't I, th- I, uh, I don't think we've got any songs without brass at all but I, so sometimes you think like oh it's not I, some of them you know wouldn't necessarily need brass but like I think it gives them something to do <laughs> on stage and yeah that. I suppose it's um, like and also it, it, like with you know it makes it more cohesive sort of package sound yeah because i think like i loved dead pets as well um when i was growing up and they were too they were sort of more rock and roll than filaments but like with the filaments which is sort of similar to us the brass is very much uh follows that that's like the driving melody of a lot of stuff whereas like uh the uh dead pets who stash played with us for a bit actually as well but like their brass really fucking good brass section but they're not as at the forefront sort of thing. They're, they're a bit more riffy, guitar riffy, a bit more rock and roll sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And their brass is very much sort of as a as, as a boost sort of thing. But um, I think, yeah, and some of our songs are similar to that. Like brass doesn't necessarily always drive everything, but like the brass is sort of a lot of the time the main melody for a lot of us. Yeah, I suppose as well, like it kind of, like it's a bit of like a world builder, isn't it? Isn't like, it's like textual, yeah. like, so it Definitely, kind of makes yeah. it feel like more, like, especially with this album where it's like, it it does sound so big. Uh, it's it's quite different to Voice of Treason. I don't think Voice of Treason sounds bad at all. But like this definitely sounds no, like, yeah, sounds like huge, which is kind of yeah. Cool well, it's, so th- in terms of brass on this, uh, we had uh, what did we have? Little Dan played baritone, tenor, and alto. Bob's played trombone. Sarah played trumpet on I think Circle in the Dream, but she was still sort of learning at the time, so she didn't. Uh, I think she played on a couple. I can't remember, but yeah, we we very much had like. It was essentially it was three saxes. Do you know what I mean? Of all like yeah, Barry <laughs> tenor and alto. Yeah, um, and yeah, the, I mean baritone. Is, it's hard to sort of overstate how much a baritone <laughs> sax adds to a sound. Uh, yeah, but, when played yeah. right, it's very fucking booming. Um, but yeah. So like with so uh, segue into Lord of War. Um, yeah, Sarah is quite. I assume it's Sarah that's doing the back and the vocals. Oh yeah, yeah. Sarah's like, got a cracking voice. Yeah, yeah. Great um, voice. like that was like was that something like she wrote or was that like something you no, guys no, wrote? No, I wrote. That? I wrote. So again, Jackie P done MIDI 
That was originally, because it has that long intro. It didn't have the samples and stuff, but um, had that long intro. We were like, oh, that, that could maybe was going to be potentially the first song on the album. Because I really, well, I, I, I thought I think that. it's a banger and, song. Yeah, uh, long intro. And then I wrote the words and got the samples. Because um, my, my, one of my best mates, he worked at Cat C-A-A-T, which is Campaign Against the Arms Trade. So I sort of started, and I read, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, as used on the famous Nelson Mandela by uh, Mark Thomas, the okay. book about the arms trade and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into that and see, that's what the sort of song's about. And then, um, yeah, and then so I'd written all these words and then I was like, Sarah has a fucking amazing voice. So I was like, oh, that'd be, that'd be cool. Get her like sing the second verse. And then we swapped, I can't remember, I think it's the seventh line or whatever. We swapped out on each verse. So she, I'd done the first verse, yeah. she'd done the second and then we swapped on, yeah, this, I think it's the seventh line. I can't remember, but yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's sort of how that come. And then that's Jackie P and Bobble singing the chorus. So it's a very... <laughs> Everyone, everyone's got lines in that. Song. Yeah, it's, it's really. I think it's really, really good. Uh, I, yeah. um, I also wrote guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like got a guitar solo. You guys don't tend to have that. So I yeah, no, no. Ja- I don't, yeah, I don't know why Jackie P. Yeah, I don't think he's that into guitar solos. To be honest, I don't know. Don't I mean, know it why. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He. I can't even remember. We usually let brass have solos, and then we're trying to sort of do that a bit more interesting. Where they usually give them sort of, I don't know three or four bars to do their thing and then they do you know trombone solo back to sax or whatever but we're trying to sort of mix it up a little bit but um yeah i don't, I don't know i don't know why jackie is not massively into guitar do solos. you still play this song live without because now no, sarah's we, not really in the band anymore is she yeah so. no we no we haven't done since sarah left and we only done it a few times with sarah i don't know why i don't know yeah i don't know why we we never uh we didn't do this that often we did do it a few times though I think that there is, yeah, there's videos of us playing it on, on YouTube live. Um, the, um, yeah. You play Throw Away the Key quite a lot, don't you? Or have I no, seen no, you play? Do you not? No, no, we never. Why do that. I know this song so well then? I feel like I, I knew. Know. So th- yeah, so this one, I really like this because uh, I, I really like this song. Have you heard uh, Things to Come by Rancid? It's like a B-side and it's no, similar. It. To, it's just a very chilled, stripped down reggae song and it's very anthemic they all like sick so the reason that it's gang vocals in the verse is because they done it on that song and i was like yeah this sounds good it's like an anthemic song right. and um yeah so this song so i didn't i didn't do any illegal drugs till i was like 23 24 when uh again bit of a life story here <laughs> when uh when, cool. it was, so when me and my mum lived in essex and that i i didn't witness this happen i just saw the aftermath of this but when um the block of flats adjacent to ours i don't know what had happened but the this bloke, three blokes turned up to his door in the middle of the night with cricket bats, which is the most fucking British drug raid ever. <laughs> yeah, in his door. He threw, this was in the early 90s, so this was before double glazing. He threw himself out of his front window. He was ground floor flat. He threw himself out of his front floor window and then ran, ran away. So it was fucking, I, like that. So that was when I was, I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight. And that happened right next to us. And I like, Obviously, my mum was just like, you know, it's to do with drugs or whatever. And I just always, it stuck with me. I was just like, fuck me. If that's like, I don't want any part of drugs if that's the thing that (laughs) happens. And obviously, drug education in this country is fucking, or a lot of the Western countries is fucking ridiculous. But like, I was just like, well, I want fucking no part of drugs if that's what it is. And then when I moved to Norfolk, I know like people think sort of inner cities about, I can tell you villages in rural places are full of drugs and it's because kids have (laughs) nothing to fucking do. So they get into drugs. I like drugs are everywhere. I never done them. Many, I I didn't want to. And then like that always stuck with me. I was just like, I'm fuck that. I know. 
but then as I got older, I read more into it and I was like, oh, okay. The very fact that we just call it drugs, you know, like you're talking from heroin down to cannabis, everything in between. Like there's not, drugs isn't a thing. You know, caffeine's, everything's a drug. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah, like, yeah. And so I got really into sort of reading into drugs and stuff. And then I read a really good book called uh, Good Cop, Bad War. And it was uh, written by an ex-copper who was the first undercover drugs, uh, not in form, he was a copper, he was an undercover copper. And he basically... He, yeah, he went undercover and sort of was busting gangs. And he said he was falling asleep one night on his sofa and he was watching a documentary about the Cold War. And he realized he was like, fuck, this is what we're doing. Like every time we bust someone for this, they then, you know, we'll bust them for selling weed or something. And then they're having to look for other avenues. So now they're getting into people trafficking. So we're ramping up this thing. And then because they're people trafficking, we're ramping up as the police. Yeah, and he just yeah. said, I could see the parallels this. So he, he's part of a group called leap, which is law enforcement against prohibition. And they're either coppers, ex coppers, judges that are trying to push forward. Like you need to decriminalize drugs and you need to educate people on drugs. You need to, you treat this as a health problem and not a criminal problem. Like people, people addict to heroin until they rob or whatever. They're not criminals. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, they have yeah. a problem that they need help with. It does no one any good to lock these people up. It does nothing. It costs a fuckload of money, ruins lives. It does nothing. And so, yeah, so this song's sort of all about drug reform essentially. But um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a book that's worth a read and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's the gang vocals on the verses because of that rancid song. And then, yeah, it's, it's a bit out there in terms of the rest of the uh, I quite the liked it. The album, but it yeah, me, I did. I, yeah, it, like, it kind of made it. me laugh, like, in a way, like... It's like it's that of... brass line again, isn't it? Like, yeah. da -da, da -da. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in a good way, like, in the best way. It's sort of, yeah, yeah, it's cool, because like you say, it breaks it up, you know, it's not like, it's not filler. You, like, in a lot of, like, yeah. a lot yeah, of, yeah. like, uh, albums, you know, like, if they want something to break up, they put in, like, a sort of weird filler song or whatever, and it's not that, like... Yeah, I also kind I of think it would go really well on a Tony Hawk's game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would suggest it. It's coming out soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a few weeks. We can coming, get it yeah. back on. But I think, like, we, the reason. So we, I particularly, I, I love like original ska and reggae, and I'm always wary that because you know we're a ska band of like you know we're all British people, um, and like I just, I just don't, I get bored when energetic bands just bang in the middle of the set will do a, a reggae song that doesn't sound good it just breaks <laughs> the set bang down the middle and i just never wanted that to happen do you know what i mean I, I like i say i consider us a punk band that plays ska so like the energy is always there and like i love this song i like you say I, I think it's a really good song but like live i just don't know where we'd put it in the set where yeah. it wouldn't just completely kill the vibe i saw then, like i've heard it loads so i didn't know why Maybe it just isn't, you know, just my relentless, yeah, no, relentless listening to the album. <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan. <laughs> yeah, my ears I, yeah. bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but yeah, I don't think we've ever done this live, ever. I'm oh. pretty sure. I know what you mean, though. It would it would definitely, like, break up, break it up in, like, because it's kind of, like, it's much different pace to the rest of the stuff, yeah. isn't it? And, and then what do you come out of that with? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Well, maybe, cool. maybe. If everyone learned all the, if everyone learned all the words, this is the, I tell you what, I'm going to turn this around on everyone at gigs. This is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone learned all the words, they could sing along. We'd do that. <laughs> it was, you know what it would do well as, it would do well as like, you finish a set, 
And then it'd be the thing that made you come back yeah. on. Like, come back in as the uncle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, was where it would work. work. But yeah, again, I think it would be good if people knew the words. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, then, so next is No Consequences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, so which is, um, again, a Jakey Boy fave. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, this uh, one, JBF. I remember... <laughs> I remember there being some... Co- there, so, yeah, Jackie P wrote this MIDI brass, and there was some... Co- I think the brass changed it. Jack didn't like it. I remember there being some mild conflict between something to do with the brass line that, to me, <laughs> sounded near enough identical. So, yeah. I, I don't remember. But, um, but yeah, this is sort of... Because we'd spent so much time to every band after they've been touring a while has that fucking song that's about touring because there's nothing else you do to write about. Yeah, so it's this true. is that, this is for us and like no consequences comes. It is a, it's obviously a piss take, but like we all have uh, no consequences tattoos because yeah, yeah. just the amount of times, particularly in dealing with police, particularly German police, but lots of police, and just like the amount of times we've walked away from situations in which we shouldn't have walked away from and just sheer luck something has happened and we've managed to not be arrested or nothing's happened and we still don't know why but yeah so that's it's sort of a running joke that like in fact there's just no consequences like you do anything (laughs) and for some reason you just never get caught which is obviously i know makes you sound like an arrogant twat i don't mean it in that way but it was just like this sort of in joke we had with each other it was just like oh okay we just do these things and nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> like, um, Am yeah, I right thinking then... that it's got the, your tattoos have got the... Um, Astro logo. Astro logo, that's the one. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're in Leipzig with uh, everyone and yeah, that was just the beer we drank and it's a cool little logo. And, and ironically enough, <laughs> mine came out all right, but lo- for a, a tattoo that says no consequences, loads of people have fallen out. Like Jackie Fees has really? fallen out. <laughs> yeah, I out. think Sarah is... I think Sarah's words fell out and stuff <laughs> like it was, uh, yeah, it was a uh, weird time. That was, yeah, it was a weird day when we got that. Cause it was, I think it was Hitler's birthday and there was loads of far right fucking protesting out in, in Leipzig on that day. So we were sort of wow. sectioned off near the That's, tattoos. I, I, I always thought like weird just, vibe. I always thought maybe, I, I don't know. I always thought because maybe cause I've like, I've been there a lot. You've got friends yeah. there and stuff. I always thought Leipzig was quite like a, like a left-wing... Um, it is a very left-wing city, but because of that, they have... They're the only left-wing city in that surrounding area, and they had yeah. every... I think it was every Tuesday they had their protests and stuff. It was fucking, yeah, dark, yeah, dark cool. sort of shit going on. I believe that sort of... Well, I mean, the far-right shit hasn't gone away, but, like, the, yeah. yeah, the protests have gone away. But there's the... Um, I think, yeah, the, we added the jump boards and things because what again one of the things we sort of... I still, to this day... Have you, have you heard about when we managed to get Little Down and... Jackie P across the border. Yeah, did you? Yeah, that. yeah. So like there was, <laughs> yeah. So that that was why we put that line in there. So, <laughs> so that's that's right. When I assume you're so okay so talking cause, about because yeah? of Russia. So because of touring Russia, you have to get visas. So we sent off the five passports. Uh, three of them came back for various reasons. It was like the name spelt wrong or whatever. But Little Dan's and Jacks went through. Jackie P, we were going to tour. Belgium and Holland, well, do a four-day weekend thing, play Giro on air. And uh, Jackie P was like, okay, cool. I'll go somewhere like, I'll get the train to London, to the Russian embassy, pick up the passports, and I'll meet you in, I think we're doing Canterbury and then getting on the ferry. And he was like, so I'll do that. So he goes down there to the Russian embassy on the Thursday. 
I get phone. He's just like, oh yeah, like I'm still outside and fucking doesn't seem to be open. I was like, oh okay, that's a bit weird. Whatever. Then he rings like an hour later. He's like, yeah, there's loads of people queuing up here now, and none of us know why it's not open. They found out it's Russia Day, which is apparently a national holiday there, so that's <laughs> okay. going to be closed until the Tuesday. That's so pretty like, unfortunate. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like both our passport there. So I'm en route to pick up Nidge, who was doing our sound at the time. He was coming away everywhere with us. Uh, Bobble and Little Dan, who's at Little Dan's house, and Little Dan's like the sensible one. And I was like, oh. He's he, Jackie P will be up for it, but like little Dan, like, and I'm thinking, right, do I do I tell him and try and convince him, or do I just wait till we're at the border and just be like, right, you don't have a passport, you're gonna have to hide. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm gonna, we'll have to be honest. So I got there, told him, we're like, he was like, well, I'm not going. And I was like, just, just calm down, let's think about this rationally, it'll be fine. And then Bobble rang the British embassy and was like, what, well, how do emergency passports work? And they were like, oh, it's, it's life and death, and you have to prove it's life and death. And then they were like, who is this we're speaking to? And he was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then, don't know how, managed to convince Little Dan it'd be fine. Obviously it wasn't fine. We, we couldn't do anything. But then we were in, yeah, so we just sort of, we had, a, we had a little bunk thing in the roof of our van. So we stuffed Little Dan and Jackie P in there, stuffed them full of sleeping bags, covered everything up, and then just drove to the, the gate. And I was like, oh, there's five people on this ticket, but only like four of us are here. Uh, there's six people. There's only four of us here. I don't know where the other two are. We're a bit pissed off with them. They've sort of bailed on this last minute. Blah, blah, blah. I give them all this spiel. And they were like, okay, check four passports and waved, waved us through. We were like, oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough then. But obviously, while you're over there, you can't... We were like, well, if we get caught over there, worse is going to happen. They'll send us home, whatever. So... We're over there. It's all good. We do the festival. We don't get caught. En route back, we see a fucking theme park at the side of the road. And being fucking children, we were just like, <laughs> oh, let's pull into the theme park. Little Dan has to be at work at 6 a.m. the next morning. He's like, can we fucking not? Can we just get in the fucking van and go to the ferry? And I'm like, ah, I'm driving. Let's go to the theme park. <laughs> Me, Nidge and Jackie P walk to the front of the theme park. Realise it's like 30 euros to get in. I don't know what we thought. And then we were like, oh, fuck it. We, we were like, oh, bollocks. We'll jump, we'll come in this shop and we'll fucking jump out on or something, like be twats. So we went into the shop and we realised the back of the shop's just completely open into the theme park and no one's there. So we like walked through expecting someone to stop us. No one stopped us. We're like in. And then the rest of them are fucking couldn't get some security guard games they couldn't get in so we're like ah twats we're gonna go on a roller coaster i hate roller coasters but i was like it's free in it like, i've got, got to go on <laughs> and so like they're ringing me when we're on this roller coaster i'm like ah, ha, ha, we're on a roller coaster fucking get off and they're like what time do you think it is and we told them they're like yeah it's not jackie b hasn't changed his fucking clock it's an hour behind we're now an hour late for the ferry and we're like <laughs> like not only are we going to miss this fucking ferry we also don't have passports which we can't explain so then uh, yeah bomb it to the ferry the lady from the ferry rang me while we were 20 minutes away she's like are you nearly here we're going to close the gate and I was like yeah 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 we're nearly there she's like are you what can you <laughs> say and I'm like the, the ferry we're nearly there and they obviously fucked off so then we had to drive oh. all the way to Calais and get in the middle of the night and fucking yeah and yeah, so that was, yeah, oh yeah, we drove, <laughs> we're, Little Dan was meant to be at work at six, at 7am we drove past Little Dan's boss and he was sat in the front of the van. He didn't see us until I beeped and then Little Dan had to duck into the footwell and I waved at his boss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm so you didn't get to get, so, because uh, you know when you cross, um, when, you, when you go over the Eurotunnel, you often yeah. get put through that little like. Scanner, yeah. Scanner, yeah. Yeah, well, they didn't pick them up if they, I, yeah, they didn't pick them up if, if they did see them. I don't know. They never did. And we just blagged it and no one, it was fine. <laughs> that was, that was a, a fucking awesome story. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. It, it, again, 
It, it was fun. Like we were like, well, it's not that bad. It's not like America. Do you know what I mean? It's like we're, yeah. we're legally there, technically, but without a passport. So it's like it'd probably be fine. It's not ideal. I grant you, hundred <laughs> percent not ideal. Not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that that song was sort of a, it was about touring, but that yeah, jump borders and fences thing was about about sneaking. On the <laughs> well, I think it should just be about the uh, roller coaster, <laughs> jump yeah. borders and shops. Yeah, there was actually nothing about the roller coaster, you know, which is probably a hugely disappointing. <laughs> uh, so then we got Boris, 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 Jackie B named his business after this song and has since said, like, he's going to change it. He's like, I have five people a day ring me up and no one says this name right at all. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember because when he started it up, I was just like, oh, yeah, you've got your new business, haven't you? <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, don't worry, don't mind. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the snake eating itself thing. And then, yeah, I, I can't remember how I got it. I just thought it was cool. And then, yeah, we made the whole album in Ouroboros. But again, this was like one that if I went back, I think, so like Jackie P sent me the demo and I had lyrics written out and they fit perfectly. There was the right amount of lines in all the verses. It was a two line chorus, which is the little build up thing. And I was like, oh, this fits perfectly. Not stopping to think, does this actually work? well well yeah like, look i think because the song's quite busy not like it's not like you know a prog rock song but like for us it's quite a busy song there's a lot going on and then like there's fucking loads of words <laughs> and I was, like, I think, like if i was to do it again i think i'd simplify everything because i was like there's already a shitload going on musically all over this like and then i've just chucked fucking i don't know how many lines like 54 lines <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's always the thing is aren't it you don't think about fucking playing it live yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's like playing it live. It's like really tough. Like when you've got shit loads yeah. of lyrics in, like, and yeah, this was the one that like has two guitar parts. So like I think Little Dan, we've done it where Little Dan plays the lead guitar part, and it's fine. But it, yeah, we found it. It never goes down sort of as well as it should, and I think it's because it doesn't have two guitars. I think it just it, needs, needs that two guitar guitars. line reminds me of something that like Dead Candies would do. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit surfy, isn't it? And yeah, I think Jerry, Jerry, the producer was was into that kind of stuff like you know like i said melvin's but like yeah dead kennedy's that kind of surf rock i think mm. i can't jackie didn't use his sg on that either it was i can't remember what he used but it was some kind of like yeah surf rock sort of sound yeah know? yeah yeah. it's definitely like yeah, kind yeah, of definitely. police truck sort of yeah oh yeah definitely it was at east bay ray in it the guitarist in dead kennedy's he's got uh, his very yeah, distinctive guitar sort of style isn't he and sound dead yeah a funny band to look into like read into about yeah well, uh, it split didn't it they sued Jello Biafra didn't they and yeah yeah it's all just odd. In- it's interesting That's yeah a conversation <laughs> for another time yeah. <laughs> um, and so we're on to our last two now so Corporation which is Corporation the best briefly. song on this album that we did not write <laughs> no I genuinely think No Consequences is the best song on this album Oh, thank you. And yeah, I think that like, that, that should have been the that should have been the single if I must you should have asked me you, next time ask can- me I was going to say, you can plan it for us next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be like that. I'll get in a suit and be like that guy. Like, no, we need a single. We need another chorus. Yeah. <laughs> the company needs a single now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this was, uh, so yeah, this was our, our love for ICH. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, fucking great. Beefy as fuck intro. And then, um, yeah, when we do it live, Ed, uh, Ed comes out and sings it with us if he's there. So Did he sing yeah, on the album cool. as well? No, he didn't actually. Um, no, that was just, I think it's just me on this. Oh, no, me and Jackie P and it's call and response sort of uh, yeah. vocals. But yeah, it's about, it's, so the song, I, well, I just know Ed wrote this song. It's, uh, there's a uh, 
DVD documentary called The Corporation. And it's about it's taking the diagnostic test for a psychopath. And because in America, corporations are legally classed as people, which is fucking ridiculous. Really? Yep. And that, so they have the same rights as an American citizen. So Nike is classed as a citizen in America. But obviously, you can't charge Nike with any fucking crimes, can you? Because it's not a yeah. human, but it's class. It's, yeah, it's illegal. It's law by law in America. Corporations have the same legal rights as human beings, That's which is crazy. fucking madness. But yeah, so this documentary is well worth a watch, but it's about. Um, yeah, it's about that. So uh, they take the take uh, the diagnostic for for it being a psychopath, and and they say, well, okay, if corporations are humans, let's run them through and see if and they tick all the boxes of being a psychopath. So that's what this song sort of is about. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that documentary is well worth a watch. And uh, yeah, that's what this song's about. I can speak for Ed here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's cool. all Ed's lyrics, and we just whack some brass and an offbeat behind. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> But yeah, this is a fun, a really you fun. You play it quite a lot live, don't you? Yeah, because it's it's like you were saying, brings in an encore. Or if we if we're doing a support slot, it's a good start to the set because it's like heavy, long intro, and yeah, or yeah. bringing in an encore, and also like yeah, it's just very bouncy. Do you know what I mean after the after the start? And uh, yeah, that's always a fun one. Um, so this last one's tightrope, and I'm going to com- uh, confess. I don't yeah. think I'd heard this song before, even though I listened to this album a bunch of times, and I own this album. Yeah, it's sort of, we, yeah, we chucked, I can't, I remember, I wrote that bass riff, that do 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 I wrote that, and then I would have written the words, and then I can't remember how this came about, to be honest. I don't remember practicing this, I just know it's a song <laughs> on the album, and we sort of went, yeah, D- Jerry was, like, big into dub and stuff, and so we were just like, right, let's just go mad with noises and stuff, and, like, add builds and weird stuff into this one, and then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you um, yeah, if you do a repress, you should totally try and do that thing where it like, um, where you do the run up, you know, like try and try and like really like capitalize on the, for lack of a better term, I suppose, uh, on the whole like Ouroboros thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because that is that is cool, and uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's I don't. It's a shame that it didn't. I suppose it's hard to do. Obviously, you can't really do it. I think we we put stuff into stuff. And just see if anyone notices. And nine times out of the ten, they do not. <laughs> so you explain it. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, this, yeah, this, uh, yeah, this, uh, we just let sort of Jerry go a bit mad with this one and <laughs> sort of added loads of weird dub noises over it and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, cool. And I, I, back to how putting stuff on that like nobody ever notices. Uh, so Dead Weight, when that came out. Yeah. I said Dead Weight was it long when one of them came out. And uh, it says side A on one side and side two on the other. And like, <laughs> I did it just because I thought it would be funny and like nobody's mentioned no it ever. Yeah. <laughs> that could basically be the motto of our band, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's kind of, I suppose it's because in-jokes are sort of, it's just in-jokes, isn't it? They don't really make sense yeah, out of this. You can't, yeah, you should never do them on stage. Ever. Like we have loads of weird shit because yeah. we spend so much time together but it's like never do that because it's alienating to people do you know what I mean I hate it if, if you're around a load of people you don't know yeah exactly know, it's sort of like this is Manson ne- that is you see people do it like on stage stuff you ne- never do that never do that on stage <laughs> it's fucking alienating to everyone there <laughs> yeah it's true and it is, the thing is though it's easy to do isn't it because especially because often of if course. you're not particularly comfortable talking on stage or whatever yeah like, yeah of course definitely it's like a comfort it's, blanket it, innit yeah, <laughs> fall back on your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, whenever I'm like struggling, if I'm like, you know, did I really tired? And I'm not very good at 
talking on stage. I always just make calf stool talking. <laughs> yeah, but Ka- calf's is quite naturally funny, isn't he? He's yeah, like... he's, he just, he can just chat away. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, sometimes it's like, especially when he's not really paying attention, I'm just like, oh, calf's chat, <laughs> and he just got to like start talking. Press to the play button and let yeah. him go. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I suppose, like, how did you notice this album different to like Voices of Treason? Do you notice it go down in a different way or? Like, yeah, I think like, I think definitely, yeah, it's, it was another sort of step up, like we were touring more and then also, yeah, it was like the first album where like, I, kn- I knew the songs on Voice of Treason were good, but like, yeah, as we said, we didn't have the gear or the budget to make it sound good. But, but when we got this back, like the test pressings, I was like, fucking hell, yeah, this is, this is cool. <laughs> like, this sounds really good. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we done the videos and stuff and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we noticed and it seemed to go down well, you know, like people... Every, you know, you guys were really tight. I mean, stuff, we so. we did uh, we obviously did that tour. You did the album the tour, album didn't, tour you? didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, you guys fun. were tight as tight as fuck on that tour. Yeah, it was good. For, yeah, I think we we like I said, we had that unit to practice in, so we were practicing a lot anyway. And then yeah, we were just gigging all the fucking time. So that was, was a really fucking yeah. fun tour. I think it's because we we always like pissed around loads on tour, but we did lots yeah. of tours by ourselves. And so then when we did one with you guys, we kind of like dipped our toe in the water of pissing around and then he just came straight back like at that yeah. uh, fucking well, I think that's it like we've done the same thing where it's like we tour we, we, we tour by ourselves a lot but then it's like you tour with other bands you're like oh this is fun this is more fun like it's people outside our group outsiders. I know yeah. like, this is fun outsiders <laughs> yeah like normal people people that aren't us I think it's like yeah I don't know I just think it's I think it's great when you when you meet a band that's like also, it's like, yeah, of course, the music's, you know, important and stuff. But I mean, you know. What, yeah, like, but like, because we've thought this, like, because uh, we're, we're meant to be, well, meant to be doing a tour with the Slackers in, in October this year. But I, I, you know, that's obviously not going to happen now. I guess it'll be rescheduled. But it's like, it's very different music. And you think like, oh, will it, will it go down well? But then you think like, I'm not just into one style. Very few people are only into one style of music. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like, especially all the offshoots of punk and stuff. Like, yeah, it might not. Certain things won't be for everyone, but ultimately, like, very few people would just like be like, nope, I listen to one thing and that's it. And that's yeah, I think I, I think you'll go. I think you and the circles will do all right together. I think. I mean, like you say, Definitely, like, yeah. I mean, like, I think that's what part of being, you know, punk band is. You end up kind of working on those different lineups. You know, what I mean, like, definitely, yeah. yeah it's like, we had one in particular. We were. We had a we were on a booking agent in Germany that st- like booked for like the Scatterlights and it was very Tradscar, which was cool for me. I like that music, but like we did not fit on there at all. And we no, I really? remember specifically we'd done a gig in Hanover and it was like it was four Tradscar bands, like proper they had the whirling Hammond organ amplifier, you know, with like the uh spinning bit in it and yeah. uh, like proper Hammond organs, all that's so, like proper trad scar bands. And then we were banging the middle of them and we were like, oh, we're fucked. Like all this crowd are like there. Oh. But went down fucking brilliantly. And I think it was yeah. because they just listened to two bands. That sounds you know, I love well, it, similar, but essentially but... the same one beat for like yeah. two sets. And we come on and just went, and just fucking I shouted. We then... always talked about doing that as well. Cause like we often got placed on lineups that we were never particularly suited to. And I was just like, yeah. well, this can, it goes one of two ways. Either people don't like you or you're the, the one band that's different that night and everyone yeah. remembers you. And, and people it, like, yeah, people are like, oh, this, yeah, it highlights you, doesn't it, in a way, yeah. sort of thing. Because people um, will remember who you were. They was like, oh, well, the, you know, like, yeah, the bands were good. That's that why, band was particularly like, good because of this or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And that's why, in a way, like, support slots 
are the fucking best slot you can have because, particularly if you're a punk bag, because one, you can trim your... You can go all out for like 25 minutes. You can fucking yeah. just jump around solidly. If you play badly... Well, if you don't play as well as the headliner, it's expected. But if you play really fucking well, you look even better because you were the support band. Do you yeah, know what I mean? exactly, It's like the yeah. best set you can get. Like, it, it I love support slots. I think like... Yeah, I, well, I and think you that, got time I think, to get too drunk, which is a problem we have had in in the past. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I've had that problem as well. They, um, but like, I think, yeah, they definitely are the the best. They're the ones I enjoyed the most. But I think that's something you kind of learn as a band a little bit. Definitely, and I think yeah. there is this kind of like weird myth that people are like, like, it, it, I think people still still get it a little bit, you know, like, oh, like, oh, maybe this person should be headlining, whatever. And it's like, I've never really been bothered about headlining because it's just like. You know, if we get put there, we get put there. But I've never, yeah, I've never yeah. like, I've never like, when we do a tour, I'm never like, this is a headline tour. You know, I'm always just yeah, yeah, yeah. Work just what, pl- yeah. Play uh, your music, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like whatever this, works we, for this town, or whatever. Like yeah, we we've done weird. So we've had it where like sometimes they'll put the headliner on before you. That's always an odd one. That is uh, weird. Yeah, and then also we've had it where like we'll play like I don't know somewhere. But the 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 support bands like the local bands, so like loads of people have come out to see them, and it's yeah. like well, just make them headline. Well, we're not like you know obsessed with headlining. If if everyone, I think people them. think you are though. I think like, not you personally. Yeah, but I think course. they think bands have got. I think there there is a, a a pretty long history of bands being arrogant assholes. You know, so yeah. it's like, but <laughs> yeah. like I'm you know if the promoter goes that this is a local band, they're going to pull those of people. Would you mind them going on last? And I'm always like, no problem whatsoever. Absolutely. <laughs> like, there'll be more people it. here. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do it's not like, mind. I, don't get me wrong. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't happen a lot to us. But like, it's definitely happened in the past where like, you know, people leave because they've come here to see that band. They're not yeah, like yeah. just because you're the headliner and you're the traveling band doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's there to see you. Do you know what I mean? And no, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny game, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, and I know there is, to a certain degree, you know, you have to have pride in what you do and you have to sort of know your worth to a degree. But also, yeah, like, you know. There's a lot of variables, isn't, isn't there? I think. Of course, yeah. Touring is just like one big variable. <laughs> yeah, not knowing what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, half of the, the time, time, yeah. Stumbling from one disaster to uh, the next. <laughs> I was always talking to like friends a while back. I just, I just can't get my head around people that managed to tour before the world of the internet. I just don't. I just yeah, like it's crazy. Do you, uh, do you remember people. the unseen? I know uh, the, I know the name, but I, yeah, yeah. I don't know so their their bass player, I remember early two thousands, wrote a book. Really good. Uh, it's called what are you what are you reading or something like that. But it's definitely worth a read. And it's like yeah, they were touring mid nineties. It was they obviously didn't even have mobile phones, so it was just yeah. pay phones and obviously America, which is fucking vast. And they were just <laughs> like, yep, you just ring three or four days in advance. And go, is this is this still happening? And they'd be like, nope. And then like, right, well, we'll cross that one off then, and just like <laughs> stumble yeah, from gig to gig because there's no way of knowing if anything had happened. Like if 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 the if the gig had had to be pulled, you had no until someone rang you, you had no way of knowing. There's no Everything was word of mouth. There was no, yeah. there was no, there was no internet. There was no mobile phone. So it's just what are you like do? that. Trust is kind of like it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know if people would trust people to do that anymore. Do you know, like, like yeah, you know, because yeah. I mean, even even in this kind of like touring world, it's still really very much based on trust. Of know, course, we went to fucking it? Russia and Japan and everywhere with no 
I, no contracts. You know what I mean? Yeah, we just yeah. someone had told us on the internet they'd done this, and we went, "Yep, okay, sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll turn up then and bring our guitars, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully you're there when we get there." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck knows if you will be, but like, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose on that note, unless you got anything else to add about the sound? No, no, I don't. Think no, so. no I, other I, things. Gonna, we have exhausted the sound. This is, I'm gonna. I'm going to need some of this fucking sweet Patreon money. I'm basically the co-host of this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your hype man. Yeah. You just every single time I ask a question, you just go behind like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just repeat the la- like the end word, like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, that would be very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not for the person being interviewed. <laughs> no, maybe not. No, it would be distracting. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Um, well, Sweet. I suppose we'll next see you when you next have an, a new release. An album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you very much. This yeah, cheers, dude. This is like being at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> not as actually fun, but, you know, next best thing. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, hopefully mm. be next. Fun. I want it to be more fun than the pub, especially nowadays. Yeah. The pub's going to get even less fun as, as it goes yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. There's no twats here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cheers, dude. <laughs>